ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my What's a good word, ladies and gentlemen? And you are now tuned into the flyest sports podcast on the planet. Stat lines matter, aka hashtag SLM. I'm your host, Jason Weaver, and this is the podcast where we analyze sports through the eyes of some guys from the music business. I'm joined by my co-host Mark Stewart good and a- Rob. Good Hunter. afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Whatever time you checking in on this. Hey, I, I was ready to say hi. You just kept saying stuff. Well, he said my name first, so I yeah, needed to yeah, greet everybody yeah, okay. so people know right. who I am they and what it. I sound like. They fully greeted. They fully yeah. greeted. <laughs> I'm not trying to be greedy. I'm just trying to get out here. Well, I'm, I want to get my space. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead and say what you need no, to say, No, he already Rob. took it. I ain't in the mood now. Okay. Oh, damn. All right. Well, that's Rob Hunter, y'all. But look. <laughs> Surly in the morning. <laughs> right, right. Surly in the morning. Hey, but check it out, fellas. Um, before we even get into to our sports conversation today, because there's a lot of... Uh, 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 conversation. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't just bring up the topic of Roseanne Barr, the disgraceful tweets comparing uh, Valerie Jarrett to an ape, Um, the immediate response from Disney Corporation, ABC, let's uh, applauding uh, Channing Dungy. Uh, the executive vice president, I believe, of no, entertainment. She's the president. She's the president. Yeah, of uh, of entertainment. ABC Entertainment. Group. ABC Entertainment Corp. Yes. Um. So, <clears throat> all of that being said, I'm gonna shoot it off to Rob real quick. <laughs> I had your uh, feeling as it relates to Bill Cosby. Um. You know, we love Bill. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in the '80s that I knew. Uh, I guess if it you know, the show went to early '90s during her first run, everybody loved Roseanne. I know I did. Um, I, we watched the show like everybody else did. And, you know, I had no idea that she, uh, during that time, you know, had a uh, dislike for minorities. And the reason why I say at that time, because this isn't something that just pops up. Th- this is in your DNA. You know, this is not something that you grow into. You don't grow into racism. That's something that happens, I believe, you know, early on. Um, can, can, I, can I just interrupt you real quick? Because I think this is important to mention. Back then, when we were all watching her, she was known as a champion for certain causes. For the LGBTQ community, she was known for like uh, hiring people in her staff on the show that were from that community. She was a champion, uh, supposedly, for um, women's rights and for, uh, for minorities. At least that's what she had portrayed back then. So I think that's what's really intriguing, kind of what I want to discuss. They try to figure out how she, how she could go from that to back in the in the nineties to a, starting to put out tweets in like twenty ten and twenty eleven and really presenting this other kind of image. What do you guys? Think? I mean, I I I just go back to what Rob originally said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think it was always in there. I I didn't know those things about her, and I I mean, I'm I guess I'm different than y'all. I didn't watch her show. Mm-hmm. I never liked her. I never liked what the show represented, particularly because I was a fan of a, a lot of, you know, I think when you grew up in the 80s, when I did, a lot of people were, you know, there were so many family sitcoms. And then the Cosby show became the top of the heap to watch uh, African-American affluence, um, African-American educated family. Um, so going, sort of regressing and watching a like a poor sort of like not just poor from a financial standpoint, but a certain mentality mm-hmm. wasn't even interesting to me at the time because it was so much less aspirational. And it was not 
their life wasn't mine, so I couldn't identify. So I rejected the show just on concept alone. Gotcha. Because at least whether regardless of where you were sort of in the world, the 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 Cosby's for black people were were aspirational. It's like if you weren't there and that didn't that wasn't what your, your home looked like, you started wishing that your home looked like. You started wishing that your mom and dad were friends with the Huxtables. So sure. mm-hmm. watching Roseanne them always sort of gave me a bad vibe. And then once I started to really understand her politics, and I think the first time we got a chance to see her politics, and it was always confusing to me, is like when she did the whole national anthem and ruined it on purpose and then spit. And it's so funny now is that, that same those same people that are supporting her that have such an issue with Colin Kaepernick and him in the, in the, in the movement and the, the flag and the respect and our troops, nobody's saying anything about that moment that she had. They didn't say there was a little bit said then, but not a lot. And nobody's holding her feet to the flames. And like the whole thing to me stinks. I don't like her. And I think that what they got away with is funny to me. Cause I was, I cringed when, they first came out that first week and they got a really good number from the ratings. And it's just like it disappointed me because it just felt like the the bad guys were winning. And so it but so with this happening for me is a lot like a like to, to relate it to sports was like she broke free, she's running down the field, and then without nobody touching her, without no contact before she gets to the end zone, she just fumbles the ball and it goes out of bounds through the end zone and this other team's ball on the twenty. Right. It's like I couldn't be more thrilled that she's <laughs> off the air that that those Sick puppies that support. And I, listen, I realize that intelligent minds can differ on issues, you know, main core issues, abortion, things like that, government spending and all that. That's that's politics as usual. Yeah. We Republican, Democrat, I don't care where you fall. That's that's what it was all our life. What we're dealing with with Trump is something completely different and it's bringing out the worst in a lot of people. So, well, let me let me just say this in closing. America is changing. Deal with it. You know, I think time is out, man, where this country uh, um, needs to continue to be divided. Um, the the whole the whole mindset of just the whole Trumpian way of living is just fucked up, man. And, and nobody's <laughs> tolerating it anymore. And you have and, and thank God. I want to say this, too. I, I really want to big her up. Thank God for people like Channing Dungy at ABC and many others. Uh, whether they're, yeah, whether they're women, whether yeah. they're minorities, thank you to those to those people in in those uh, seats of power that are not dealing with it and not tolerating it, and that's what's ultimately going to be um, the main ingredient to bring about real change and real reform in America. So, and isn't it interesting though? Like, very rarely has there been you know a minority in position to discipline the racism directly the way that Channing was, right? right. I mean, we, we normally, normally there's a, 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 a you know, a, pers- a, a Caucasian in that, in that position. Right. Um, very rarely do, you know, like say, um, uh, what's the gentleman that uh, made the nappy headed hose? Uh, Don Imus. Don Imus. You know, yeah. he can make the comment, but there's, there's, his boss is white. You know, a lot of uh, and, and they and they find themselves back on television again and the dog uh, with his comments, um, the dog hunter and, and, right. and, and things like that. So I did find it. And uh, there's some people out there you know, saying that maybe she didn't know that she, that her boss was black. But to be able to, uh, you know, she to be knew. able to exact, you know, discipline that direct 
uh, I thought was a pretty unique position that, you know, we've rarely been in to, to um, you know, to, to take a take a direct stance against that. Generally, it's been the boycott or she was able to go, I, I will cancel your show. Yeah. Well, I, and I think and I think it's two things, too. I think the fact that she's I think the fact that we see the leadership changing both in corporate America and hopefully God willing in the midterms in the government. With, as that thing becomes more diverse, like if like if the Congress was more diverse, if the Senate was more div- diverse, you would see this on a regular basis. You see things get right. changed more immediately because, like, I think just having women there, like mm-hmm. I think her just being a woman, women are just more, they're naturally more compassionate mm-hmm. when it comes to sensitive areas like this. So in a weird way, we should not be surprised. She just did what... A reasonable, sensible. normal, sensible person would do, yeah. but we've we've seen it, and it's that good old boy network where right. Don Imus can say something, and he, you know they bring him in, and they go, you know, Don, you can't say that, and then they slap him on the back, and they go have a bourbon and a steak and keep it pushing. Like I think those days are behind us, and there's a lot of hypersensitivity right now because of Harvey Weinstein and and Bill Cosby, because now. Everybody's on high alert with anything amiss, whether it's something towards a woman or something towards a minority. But I'm willing to live with it sort of going extreme the other way Mm -hmm. because when it resettles itself and it recalibrates itself, it's going to be fairness and equity to everybody once these positions of leadership continue to become more diverse, more women, more minorities. It's natural and it's good. It's a good thing. And what you said is changing. I don't want to live in a world where it's one thing, one view. This is a world that we really, really want to come together. So we're always going to address these type of things. We're always going to talk about them and then go into sports. Absolutely. Well, with that said, and that was well said too, by the way, who is like the number one all-time player for you in any sport? I'm just throwing it out there. In any sport, which is who was completely overhyped and was just like I, I'm not going first. I'm not going first on this one. Cause All I right, have, cause I have a little bit different twist on it on this whole subject. This, this is a very exciting subject because I do, I make the distinction between, <laughs> because I think the natural tendency is to go bust. Who's a bust. Right. But I don't think there's a discussion about a bust. There's a discussion about expectations versus realized expectations and the hype that the media okay. and all that. That's so fair. I'd like to hear y'all's That's take fair. or at least hear Rob's take on it, and then I'll come with mine. Uh, um, well, I think uh, Johnny Menzel comes to mind. Absolutely. Um, overhyped. Uh, you know, guy, I mean, his last name, nickname was Football. Right. Johnny Football. Right. Grand total of seven TD passes, seven picks, seven fumbles. In two seasons, yeah, I think his record was two and seven, two and six. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I know he only started and won two games. Now the six of the seven can be debated if you if you want to do that. But right. but a guy coming out named Johnny Football, uh, Johnny Cocaine Football, <laughs> you know, for me was is one of those guys that come to mind. Um, another one that comes to before mind. before you move on. Did you? The question I ask you is: Did you what? What was your? Did you think he was going to do anything in it? No, I, did, I no. never. I never bit on the Johnny Manziel. No, no, but in I, terms of I, the I was NFL. A believer. But you I remember? See, so, so yeah, no, you know, and I realized was, that guy was out there. You but remember, I'm asking, like we had debates you? on the yeah. you know on our blog. We had debates with Jerry yeah. Emmett, and they and you know they referred to him as having the glow. And I'm right. like, yeah, that's probably because he's high. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, he got the glow. Yeah, yeah, he got the glow. He's glowing. He's glowing like mama. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, for so for me. Um, no, I never thought that, which 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 made me probably more um, 
sensitive to the hype that that he, that he was receiving. Of course, he won the Heisman Trophy and he was able to have some amazing games. But I just never thought it was going to translate, you know, to the NFL. Um, wasn't particularly a fast guy. Uh, was elusive in college, but not a fast guy, not a big arm. And more importantly, uh, seems he, have, he seemed to have some work ethic problems coming out. Oh, yeah. And the one thing about the NFL, as we all know, is the quarterback ain't, ain't the position that you need to be skimping on the work. Right, <laughs> you right. Know, you got oh, right. to gotta be ten toes down in that position. So yeah. Johnny Menzel comes to mind. And so many uh, – last thing I'll say on Johnny is so, there were so many big plays. I watched a lot of his games because from a college perspective, he was super fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he was must-see must TV in college. Yeah. But so many of the plays were like just broken down plays. They weren't like Freelance. him standing in the pocket, sort of dissecting the defense, delivering a ball on the numbers. I mean, this guy was throwing up balls and he had some really big time receivers yeah, that Evans. were coming up, yeah. like Mike Evans with huge catch radiuses that were coming up with the football. And and if you if you know anything about sort of evaluating the position, you look at that and go, that's especially when you're small mm-hmm. and your arm is not super strong. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can have an arm that like sort of corrects your inability to to read mm-hmm. because your arm just powers like the ball in to, like into that, space yeah. exactly and and that doesn't show until you lose a little bit of uh steam off that fastball but I never looked at him as one of those guys like I kind of always knew that he wasn't going to pan out but the hype got him into the first round and I think that's what sort right, of what you're right, alluding right. to that was the the hype cuz that was a fourth I mean in reality he's a fourth or fifth round flyer in reality, and he was never yeah, anything other reality, than that. Right? Yeah. So, um, I think uh, he's not a, not a guy, but uh, Michelle Wee comes to mind okay. as being overhyped. They had her playing men's tournaments uh, in you know two thousand six. Did she actually play a men's tournament? She played in she the did? John Deere and didn't finish. Wow. Um, she played actually in in a number. Yeah, I know there was a lot of talk about in that. a number of men's tournaments where she, uh, I think, she missed. Uh, well, she shot for a stretch. Uh, over par in 14 straight outings. Um, ended up... Disaster. Uh, yeah, big-time disaster. Missing 11 out of 12 cuts. So so that was that was definitely one. And, and, and I remember thinking, I was like, she hadn't won on a women's tournament yet. Or the women's tour. She hadn't won on a, on a women's tour. She's got one major so far, even yeah. now. And five total wins. And this is somebody that was talking about, the, you know, they could play on the men's uh, tour permanently. So... Um, yeah, probably Michelle Wee is definitely. One yeah, that comes I think she, I think her, I think people started saying that because she was she's over six feet. She's strong. She's a strong. Well, woman, and, and, and she was a girl at the time. And as an amateur, she was destroying. Right, crushing. She was destroying. Yeah. But it's like I think that's one of those things where you want to you know get her to dominating the women's tour before one hundred percent. You because they move those tees back. You got to hit from the blacks. So yeah, that's just a completely different level of difficulty. Yeah, and I think that that's where you saw actually like well maybe she probably need to. You know, and I think she was so young. I mean, if I recall, yeah, she was like she, 14, she 15, turned 16. pro at 15. Yeah, she and I think pro. there was just two. I think her handlers got caught up in what was happening with Tiger Woods, decided that it was a gravy train, decided mm-hmm. they had to get it now, made some really poor decisions about how to handle her. And I think even letting that narrative of she can play with the men, they should have deaded that. Like, if you're if you're her agent, you'd immediately dead that conversation. I just think it was it was mishandled. All the way across the board, and I'm sure she's a, a nice woman, mm-hmm. but there's no question that um, one of the most overhyped and athletes ever, and she just didn't deliver on anything. Right? Can I honestly say I think one of the the most overhyped athletes, and he definitely turned out to be a bust, Lance Armstrong. Any he, opinions on that? I, I I can't argue with it. I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I'm not a, admittedly, I'm not a a, a cycling guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you never so, looked at, I mean, I mean, I, I mean don't get me wrong. Because what I he did with performance enhancement yeah, I mean, drugs on the blood Tour de France and all of that, and that's all sort of, you know, well chronicled out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what, I guess the hype, I guess what you're saying, and I'm following your thinking, the hype came from us celebrating the things that he accomplished. Right, right. Versus right. we're talking cancer, about the whole cancer right, being right. strong and yeah. you know, Oprah and the, the wristbands and all of that. Right. right. It turns out, you know, that you was using, you know, German steroids to get loose. I mean, just yeah. just yeah. literally just re like spinning his blood and doing all types of stuff like yeah, yeah, like yeah, things yeah, that yeah. like right Crazy now just shit. you know, we don't even know what it was, but it obviously made him perform better. So I guess from that standpoint, there was a lot of hype around what he had accomplished. Right, right. I think some of the guys we had talked about, there was hype in terms of what they would But that do. was more of a oh, fall from feel, grace. Right, like it was, was a fall like, from yeah, grace, yeah, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. Like, for a stretch, he was one of the most decorated and celebrated athletes, not in a major sport, but athletes in around the world. The world. In the yeah, world. No yeah, he was definitely it. a world guy. Yeah. Um, because cycling is so big around the world. Yeah. And for him to win that tournament, it was a Tour de France, I believe. Tour de France, yeah. yeah the yellow, I think he won yellow. like seven so times. So many times, yeah. And that, yeah. that's like a big deal over there. So. And so, yeah. yeah, and that was a fall for grace. And, and um, it, I mean, he should be embarrassed. I don't know where he is. And he should stay low because... That was just bogus. Yeah, like his, he was all bogus. Like he everything fuck, about he him fucked up. Because yeah. I saw, I saw his documentary. Yeah, he should even have got a documentary. No, it was he interesting. Should be, he should just be banished to just whackness. Like, <laughs> I mean, but you know, that's the that's the the stuff that good documentaries are made of. You know, yeah. yeah but I don't even want to yeah, like you're you're a fraud. Yeah, he was a yeah, major I don't want to watch nothing with necessarily the biggest happy ending. I want to watch no, something like, tragic. Did, like, yeah. oh, now he's living in the sewer. Yeah, no, <laughs> so and messed I, up. No, I actually <laughs> want that because he was just bogus. Yeah, you know, because he, you know what it is too. He cashed out. Like yes, he on did. a celebrity. Sure, and he kept that bread. Yeah, he didn't yeah, give it back. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so you would be cool with like the end of the documentary? You know, they're like, it smells down here, Johnny. It's lots of rats in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, you'd be you'd be cool with that. All of that. Uh, well, I, and I'd be. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. want it tragic at the end. Yeah, like, like uh, Lenny Cook. You know, oh and Lenny God. Cook was at the crib on the couch. You know. <laughs> Asking if they, hey, why you eat up all the Captain Crunch? <laughs> for, the, for y'all that don't know, Lenny Cook was rated higher than LeBron coming out of high school as a basketball player and made some bad choices. But yeah, just like, but but it's so funny though because I think sometimes there's a like in a weird way I think he gets a pass. Like people still who. Like um, your guy, your cycling oh, yeah. guy. Ooh, Lance, Lance. I, but but I, he I, did I just, go away though. He did no, go and he away. He should stay yeah. away. He should be. He should just be banished. No, he's definitely banished. I, I think I, he is, though. I mean, yeah, you don't think no, so? No, he's definitely banished. The, I mean, the, documentaries, the, the documentaries <laughs> have been done about he, him. He had a section. He had a section <laughs> with mad bottles. Mad bottles. And I don't know what was in them <laughs> bottles. <laughs> but they, they were moving fast. They were Lots fast, of female. Faster than the music. <laughs> Lots of sparklers. <laughs> anyway, who else yeah, you got? That's funny. Yeah, who else you got? What, what other uh, uh I think Lane Kiffin is another one who is uh, mm, overhyped. Lane Kiffin, Lane wow. Kiffin. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like Lane Y'all must have forgot. Yeah. Lane Kiffin was a guy that, you know, had all the hype, you know, came. Uh, he was supposed uh, to be a coaching prodigy. He, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to be the football Brad Stevens. Exactly. And, and exactly. He, what a great analogy. He turned so right. out to be, you know, stank. Now, he is doing better at FAU. Um, he's at Florida Atlantic right now, right? I believe he's at Florida mm-hmm. Atlantic. Um, but uh, you know, went to went, went to the Raiders and trashed their organization. Uh, went Set two them and, back two and fourteen that first season. And he 
He's like, um, at, uh, he probably could have turned Tennessee, Tennessee around, but he, didn't, he only stayed that one oh, year. He left, and he said he's going to be singing Rocky Top all night long yeah. and dip for and USC. Like, bye. And was there for four seasons and, yeah. and only had one double-digit season win there. Um, and Damn. Yeah, he was, hey, Lane Kiffin was probably the most, in recent memory that I can think of, the most hyped uh, coach that um, on, a, on any level. Um, that you know obviously didn't live up to it um, for me. Um, I think his record now is fifty-one and thirty-nine overall. So Lane Kiffin is, um, yeah, that, that's that's one for me. What about uh, Tim Tebow? No question. Tim Tebow. No question. Overhyped. Yeah. Maybe not. And I and I and I liked Tim Tebow. Well, I, I'll say before. it from. I'm a, always from a, careful because he loved the Lord. A lot. I love the Lord. And so I'm just, I don't know what, he got seem like have a fire connection. Like he might have his real live number. So I, I, I'm, I'm just reluctant. And I'm a Georgia guy. But he, he just got on the mic and professed his love for Jesus so much. And I love Jesus too. And so since he and I both love Jesus a lot, I just kind of just fell back on that. But I, I, I initially was a Tim Tebow uh, hater and detractor because he just destroyed my bulldogs for 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 th- for the better part of three years, mm-hmm. so so like anything he did, I used to just be like sour grapes and man, he ain't this and he ain't that. And why are you going the first round and you know that whole thing? And then you know and all those fourth quarter comebacks he had in the NFL, which is pretty much I mean if you think about where your bones are made, it's generally in the fourth quarter. And he did you know have particularly that year he was starting, I believe it was for Denver, um, had some great moments in the fourth quarter. Um, where it just like seemed like divine. He had a yeah, with like two yeah. He yeah. Okay. The, he had to play against the Steelers. Yeah, he came back against y'all. Yeah, um, I believe the Colts. He I mean he had some he had some crazy comebacks in the fourth quarter. Where I mean, and admittedly, right, he was the reason. I was gonna say he was the, the reason. He was the reason that they the were down that they offensive ineptness yeah. <laughs> for the entire game, and then he wakes up and 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 uh, takes over. I mean, I think look, I think with Tebow. <clears throat> And I'm with you. I can make the distinction because I'm a huge college football fan. Again, like Manziel, must 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 see TV in college. Mm-hmm. I went to see him play against Georgia twice in Jacksonville, two back to back years. I mean, he's oh, a Tebow. guy, Tebow. Yeah. Um, he's a guy you pay to see in college. But if you watched him in college, the guy couldn't do the things that NFL quarterbacks do. They ran an offense. That really just allowed him to run and improvise. Mm-hmm. When guys were when he really just dropped back and saw who was open and sort of threw the ball. It wasn't based on timing. It wasn't based on any sort of offensive scheme. It was like lots of bubble screens to the sure. Percy Harvin. Typical of the world. Urban Meyer offense. Yeah, you know, bu- typical <laughs> Urban Meyer resulted quarterback. Yeah, for the NFL. For the, it's, yeah, but but there's no way that you're projecting this. No. to the NFL no. level. So when they. Again, like Manziel, and like I just think so much of this has to do with um, expectations. When he moved into the first round, they moved up. It was like, and I might be dating myself when I say this, but it was like moving up in the first round to take like a Jamel Holloway or take like a Tony Rice, like a guy who really couldn't play the position that we all knew couldn't play the position, Mm -hmm. but we were so enamored by his backstory and who he was and some of the things you even said. Like I think Denver got caught a little bit up in the – we can sell jerseys and we can sell tickets looking at the whole package. But I never thought he could play. So even the success he had was actually quite surprising because I didn't even think he was going to get that. Nobody did. And it yeah. was and it was week after week. And I just remember sitting there watching NFL Live. Shout out to ESPN. 
watching NFL Live like like this dude. And then after you know after every game, he was you know. And all you know, I just want to play as my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And like, I can only take so much of that before you yeah. break me down. And I'm like, all right, okay, we, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with yeah, you. I'm, really yeah, I'm you. with you. So, like, but I think that part of it was great, and like, it pulled yeah. so many neutral fans in. Like, my wife was like, when does Tebow come on? It was yeah. like, you know, that yeah. that type of thing. Like, like everybody guy. got, and, and I guess he's a, you know, I guess he's a uh, for the ladies. I guess he's a. A marketable, good-looking dude, or whatever. So it was all that all got baked in the pie a little bit, but it never. I never got fooled. I never thought he could play the position, and now he's playing. Is he still playing fucking baseball? Yeah. Oh no, they say he's coming on strong. Like he coming on strong, though. Yeah, I mean, for that was probably always his shit. Let me be clear. He's coming on strong for a guy who hadn't played baseball in nine years and woke up out the bed and picked up a bat. I think what he's doing is incredible, Mm -hmm. but he's still hitting like. Like low two hundreds, he's got a. He's I don't got a know bunch what it is. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's but, hitting the but ball out. But they're saying that like his improvement is. Yeah, is but he's, he, this guy's like what is he thirty? Hey, where's hey, this gonna hey. end up? I don't go against. Where's this gonna end up? If Jesus wants the boy, in what the, are you gonna in, do in next? Ski? League, I'm hey, skiing he now. Might, hey, look, okay, the Lord. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the box. The Lord can do anything. You out here? I'm not speaking against You going dangerously close? Talking about dangerously close. That's hey, hey, you know. Look at Listen. me. Look at me in my face, boy. I'm looking at you. All right, now. I'm looking at you. All right. You going against, you know. I'm not going oh, against like, the Lord. I love yeah, the Lord. I love the Lord. Yeah, you got to love Tebow. You love the Lord. I don't love Tebow throwing to my wide receivers. <laughs> he, and I, he not. <laughs> and he not. And I definitely don't want him playing in the outfield for one of my baseball teams. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> what position is he playing on? on he has to be playing yeah. in the outfield. Right field. He has to be playing in the outfield. He has to be. You know, but he's, listen, he's a great athlete. Nobody mm-hmm. can take that away. Big kid, strong kid. He knocks the ball out the park, but he he never he should have came in and immediately switched positions and played ten years in the league. They'd have kept him in the but league. But there was some talk about that. He didn't want to do it. Right. He was like, "Nah, I'm a quarterback." Yeah, I think it was because didn't they try to the switch Patriots? him up to like tight end or something? He should have changed the tight end. He should have because like, he had the body. Like there's a lot of dudes that get to that that point, and like I mean, it would be like, would you trade up to take Denard Robinson? Because that's effectively what they did. Right, right. They they traded up to take a guy who's primarily known for running. Well, I mean, you know, look, look. I'm trading up to get close to Jesus Christ. I, of course, uh, we all trade up to I'm get trading Jesus. Up. That sounds like a gospel song. I'm, I'm trading, trading up <laughs> to get close to my Lord. I mean, you know. oh hey, you want to trade up? Yo, I want to trade up so I can rise up. Responding that. I'm trading up. <laughs> Why is it Jubilee style though? It's like it's like he's he, Jubilee he went, style. He went gospel Jubilee style. Like yeah, <laughs> we gonna trade. Trade. We gonna trade. Hey, who, who you got in terms of your bus? I you mean, know not what? Your bus, I, but you're overhyped. You got anybody else? I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with Rob, especially just thinking as of recently. I think it was really Manziel because I drank the Kool Aid. Like I was one of those guys when he was you, playing for the It's interesting. I got to call you. Drink the Kool Aid on Manziel, yet you deny the Kool Aid. You refuse to drink the LeBron Kool Aid. Yeah. I, I the mean, LeBron Kool Aid. So you're a, you're a man. There's, there was a time in your life where you're a Manziel guy, but not a LeBron guy. I, I just mm. I, nah nah. Listen, if listen, LeBron wasn't I've always as good said, as he is, he will be rocking with LeBron. No, I've but since he's said. a threat to Mike's legacy, <laughs> he's a threat. Yeah. He's a threat. I'm hey, not fucking about, with LeBron. What about, what about Yao Ming? What about Yao Ming? How okay, first of all, you're not just going to just jump in and start trying to... I see what you did. Nah! Yao Ming, first of all, let me let me, let me me give you the theme on, on mine. 
mine is less about who busted. Mine is about the expectations. Okay. And I have focused on about four or five guys. Okay, who you And uh, Tebow was actually one of my guys. So, like, let's okay. say four. Um, guys, and I think in most cases they were, like, literally, like, number one picks. I think one guy was number two pick. But, yeah, Yao Ming is a great is a great one. I, I first of all, let me, yeah. full disclosure, I've had it in for him since day one. <laughs> I never believed. I never bought in. Yeah. Like, to me, the Yao Ming thing was really circus-like. And when I say circus-like, I'm talking about come see the two-headed boy, come see the 600-pound woman. Yeah. It was, like, freakish. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't ever really based on anything real. It was just based on... He was tall. Now I'm not saying for seven six he didn't. He, he was very nice touch with the ball, mm. um, and all of that. This is a guy, nineteen and nine, for his career. That's getting it done though, at the center position. Okay, so, and two blocks per game. Yeah, uh, one point nine blocks. So let's talk oh, about. Oh, sorry, that tenth of a block. I mean, yeah, two blocks. I'll give you the two. But it's it and statistically he's sub two, and. <laughs> At at center, you're looking for guys plus two. So let's let's make some comps because everything has to have context. So when I started thinking about LeBron, everybody that does this, you know, talk about lists. I mean, not LeBron, uh, yeah, I mean, start thinking about lists where you fit, where you know the whole thing. So you go, well, where does he fit? Is he top ten? Is he top fifteen? And you start to make comparisons. Got my good eye. On what you. what I'm not going to do, and I'm not going to waste y'all's time and compare him to guys that you bad. know oh, that he wasn't better than. Like, okay. we know, like, let's talk about some givens. He's not Kareem. He's not right. Olajuwon. So, we're, I mean, I'm going to play I'm gonna play around with that. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna put some real comps out there. Okay. That where his numbers compare. Let's let's look at Bob Lanier. Okay. Center from the 70s. Bob Lanier was real, though. He was real. 20 yeah. points, 10 rebounds, block and a half a game. Mm. Nobody ever looked at Bob Lanier and said, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yes. Nobody ever looked at him and said, oh, He's a centerpiece. He's one of the top 10 centers, top 15 centers. So we're, we're somewhere in the middle. Though. He's an NBA champion, too, I believe. Artist Gilmore. Oh, wow. As a Bulls fan, mm-hmm. we, we love artists. Mm-hmm. 19 points, 12 rebounds. First of all, mm-hmm. how you be 7'6 and don't average double-digit rebounds? That's a problem for me. Maybe no, not that's for real. You. He averaged that's nine. Real. He averaged nine. I think nine point four. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, that's not double digits. That's not double digits, though. That's not double he's digits. Right. He's right. All right. So like, he's standing he's that tall. Six away and and, from and the not tent. have more blocks. When you look at some of the players, definitely that, should have more blocks. He got two a game. He's second. He's second in in their franchise in blocks. He's okay. Second. You know who's ahead of him? Elijah Wan. Yeah, but Elijah Wan averaged almost four blocks a game. When you draft a guy, when you draft a guy, you hope that they could be historically good for your franchise. Okay. He's five time all NBA. Yeah, you know who else averages one point nine blocks a game? Josh Smith. He's a power forward. Oh well. This is I'm just saying these are the comps. He ain't averaged nineteen and nine, though. No, he didn't average nineteen and nine. But that's not a But nineteen and nine. You took the one guy that had one point nine that was like didn't live up to their potential and go, oh, he's got that. No, so, I'm saying all I'm doing is comparing, so, like, I'm giving a perspective. Josh Smith ain't five time All NBA. He's 7'6. He averages 1. 1.9 blocks. Should have way blocks. more impactful. He should have had more blocks. I mean, when you look at Elijah Wan, I think it averaged three and a half blocks, almost four blocks a what game. What does Shaq have? Less than uh, that. No, Shaq doesn't have less than that. Look it up. No, Shaq doesn't have less than two. Like, Shaq is well that over. That doesn't even Shaq make has sense. over two blocks a game. He'll yeah. figure it out when he sees yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Shaq was on the Lakers. He Dave constantly Cowens. swatting shit. Dave Cowens. Celtic. Okay. okay. Dave Cowens was a 13. league MVP. 18 to 13. 
It's a league MVP. Yeah, but you're, you're yeah, comparing but him against all-timers. No, but, I'm not but, comparing him against all because of what yeah. I haven't said is Olajuwon, Ewing, Kareem. He's not in that conversation. They so let's let's MVP. wipe those guys out. Elvin Hayes, 21 and 12 and a half. These are guys Damn. are Hall of Famers, but when you start having a conversation, conversation. about the eye test, yeah. none of these guys are there with Moses Malone. None of these guys are there with Kareem. None of these guys are there with Elijah Wan. And that list goes on and on. You got to get to about you got to get about definitely deserves you got to get about fifteen. You got to get about fifteen, sixteen. Yao Ming's a, a Hall of Famer too. He is a Hall of Famer, but. I mean, he's eight, started the All Star game eight times. Yeah, but he got voted in. Yeah, eight yeah. times. He started eight times. He got voted in. Yeah, I'm with so Mark. I'm, I'm, Mark. I'm with Mark on that. You are. Yeah, that's a surprise. I'm yeah, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> what a surprise. Yao Ming. What Yao a surprise. Ming, <laughs> the truth of the matter is this: Yao Ming was his jersey's retired pick. by Houston. He was his the number jer- one. His jersey's pick. retired. I, what does that mean? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? He was the number one. When well, you're a number one pick, you hope that draft player. He got his player, jersey retired you, in Houston. You you hope you hope to to get a guy that's going to when be you draft somebody number one. You hope that they help you win. He won nothing. He, nothing. Um, he's made no dis, like what I said. What I described earlier about in that room of great players, he's not in that room. No, and if he, he is, not, and if he is, he's way, he not, way in the back. But nineteen yeah. and nine, he's way nineteen in the back. and nine, five hey. time All NBA. Hey, nineteen. That's really, like, he really doesn't come that, up in that, the all time discussion. Like, that sounds like overhyped. Yeah, but we're talking about overhype. I and mean, you, yeah. you draft a guy, and he's six in their he's six in their franchise and scoring and rebounds. He's he's second. In, he's second in blocks. He's five time All NBA. He's if nineteen talk- and nine. That's not overhyped. So we're going to isolate it to this the franchise. He plays in the league. Who would he play for? He played for, he played for, he Houston. Played for Houston. Right. So, all right. So, but so we're isolating so him to, so, so he's second to Olajuwon. So, so when you're moving. But up, he's not David Robinson. Is he, do you would you take him over David? Not the no, Admiral. I wouldn't take him over would David take, Robinson. Would you take but him we're over talking Kareem? about being overhyped. Okay, so how many. Na- no, you, 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 what you're you doing is one. you're trying to compare him against all time greats. That's what you're doing. He went number one. He went number one. Okay, let's, let me reverse it. He's number one, eight time All Star, five time All NBA. You're, those are hey, those hey. are Houston all-time don't think he stats. Houston don't think he overhyped. Well, what did they you get from? Yeah. What did they get from? Okay. So, so uh, you, no ring. You think he's overhyped, but the franchise no, 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 that no. drafted him does not. Will you have you talked like, to somebody? Like they they, they retired his jersey. <laughs> did you, did you, did I don't they, have to. Did you call in? Generally speaking, you when they retire in? your jersey, that's I a think, pretty I good think, indicator they appreciate. I think that's part of the hype to the team. I think that's part of the hype. I think that's part of the hype. They brought this big motherfucker from China. Honestly, I wouldn't. Hey. Hey, Houston, Mark think that that y'all should unretire. I didn't uh, say, I didn't say that. that. I didn't say y'all anything like that. Well, my either. thing is at least give me a ring. Like you got, you got, if give you, me if a you, ring. Listen, he gave us some uneventful, I think he had, well, let me, let me. It was let me, definitely let me uneventful basketball when watching This guy, in. he averaged double-digit rebounds only twice in his career, like in his season. Only twice yeah, in his only career. Two times. He averaged over 20 points three times. Compared to so, the greats. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's all right. Like all honestly, right. it's all pretty pedestrian. Oh, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's all yeah. pretty pedestrian you for the retire, hype. For you your t- excitement will your, level, will your jersey get retired. For your excitement level, you live for up him, to whatever hype they you have. You have a lot of excitement for his him. Jersey in the rafters. Nothing. They, no, you got hey, nothing so, to show for it. So the city you got nothing to show for it. And, and I'm gonna move franchise. on. I'm gonna move on. Yeah, he's he's let's, on my let's list. Hear the, let's hear the next. My next one is another number one pick in another sport. Okay. The story isn't written on this yet. It's not done. Okay. But so far, I'm going with Andrew Luck. Oh, wow. Andrew Luck of the 59% wow. career completion percentage. He was not on my exactly radar. Which is exactly the same yeah. as Cam Newton, who he hates, Rob, who Rob hates and doesn't respect. Exact same completion percentage over career. You don't fuck with Cam? My bad. I mean, 132 touchdowns, 68 picks. 
he's averaging 14 interceptions per season because he wow. sat. So he's played uh, six years. We sat out one right. uh, with injury. Right. Part of that is he's not been always healthy. Right. The reason why I say he's overhyped, it's not because of him. The media and the scouts evaluated him as the best quarterback prospect since Elway coming out. And I don't think he was that. Um, and he certainly hasn't lived up to that. And I think we have enough of a sample to to indicate one way or the other now he can turn it around. Yeah, if something miraculous yeah, happens, he like, can turn it around. And there's yeah. factors to that. But what I'm saying is, when you view it from a hype standpoint, and um, that he doesn't live up to the hype. If you want to look at it as a reasonable comparison, there was another guy that came out in the exact same draft who did not have the hype. Okay, third round pick named Russell Wilson. Mm. Same draft mm. has done much better. Russell Wilson has 161 touchdowns, 56 interceptions, 64% completion percentage, and a 98 quarterback rating. Compare that to the 87.3 that Andrew Luck has. Needless to say, he's been to two Super Bowls, and he averages nine interceptions per season. There's a guy they took in the third round. So I think sometimes the player evaluators don't get it right. I think guys like Colin Cowherd can't stop juggling Andrew Luck's balls whenever they get an opportunity to – to evaluate him, I'm saying just prove it on the field. He has not proven it on the field. That's the overall consensus with most NFL fans, though, as it relates to. to I think there's a lot that, of people that who is love not him. the overall consensus. No, I think I think like, that's not that's not the. Bit. I don't think yeah, that's, that's the overall that's consensus. The overall I don't think consensus. it's the overall. I agree with I, Rob. I don't think it's the overall consensus, but I definitely think that he he's been given leash and leeway that another quarterback would not because nobody wants to go back and say we read it wrong. Well, because they didn't. Um, I think that you know when they when they drafted them, I think they were two and fourteen. The very next year, they were eleven and five. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to talk about turnarounds? Mm-hmm. Right? Great turnaround. His, his very last season, I think he completed sixty four percent of his passes, and thirty one and thirteen uh, were the numbers on the TDs to pick. So he's trending in the direction that you want him to trend in. Your numbers can't argue with them, um, but I think that as it relates to you know where he's going and the injury that he had, um, that that obviously sideline him last year. I think I just think that the jury is still out. I'm not going to say he was overhyped, um, but I think that he's trending in the right direction um, as it relates to, you know, where you would want him to go. Now, it is concerning that he hadn't thrown a football yet, but Andrew Luck, um, for, you know, for, for, for my money, if, he, if, he, if he's back out there, I certainly anticipate another double-digit win season. I anticipate another high touchdown to interception ratio and – and that's that's where I stand on it. So I just think it's a little early on him, particularly when a guy's had injuries. It's really tough yeah. to tough to kind of <clears throat> write that book on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been a I, I make no secret I'm an Andrew Luck guy. I like yeah. Andrew Luck. Um, I'm not, I, and I, I wasn't I wasn't Andrew anti or not. Yeah, I just I, think a lot of times so much of this is about because we all watch ESPN, we all watch the pundits on TV, right. and everybody was in love with this guy. Right, and then it's like his numbers. He doesn't fall under the same scrutiny as other quarterbacks with very similar numbers. And then you get into everybody starts to make these nuanced sort of arguments. Well, he's asked to do much more. You know, he's he's reading the whole field as opposed to that guy and he takes one read. It's like you can no, that's not again, fair. That stuff's not fair. Yeah, I, you, agree with I think you, you can get that. all that's the way into fair. that, but at the end of the day, 
what he said is true. If you turn around a two and fourteen team and now you're eleven and six, mm-hmm. that's that's a real tangible impact. And that did happen. It's funny that you say he's trending in the right direction, but I actually see it the opposite way. I see he had a great year. I think one year, I think uh, I want to say 2014 or 2015, mm-hmm. he had 40 touchdowns and like 13 interceptions. Mm-hmm. The, the the touchdowns have gone down after that 40. He hasn't seen anything like that uh-huh. going back to either 2014 to 2015. I think it was 2014. 2014, I'm looking at it. 2014, yeah, at it. The, those numbers are going down. The, I don't think he has completely solved the interception problem. They're not as bad, but he hasn't gotten over the hump. His mm-hmm. career interception per season is right where Jay Cutler is at 14 a year. Oh, That's We consider him a turnover machine. Yeah. Now, a lot of Jay Cutler's turnovers are uh, blown up because they're at the most they're like the worst times in the game, and they tip the game Mostly one way or the, the fourth. other. They're the fourth quarter with the game on the line. Yeah. But I'm saying that number has to come down you know, in order to uh, to to have him start to live up to that makes the sense. expectation. That number's got to come sense. down. The win's got to return. And I don't think this year it happens because I just don't think they have the team. They just don't have the – they don't have the horses. Yeah, that's what I was going to gonna go ask. Like, does he have any weapons? And I think the teams in their division have – some of the teams yeah, have improved. You know, Jacksonville's going to be difficult. Houston's going to be difficult. Jacksonville's going to be hella you, you difficult. You know I evaluate quarterbacks on, like this. Either you the man or you ain't. Right. I don't – you know, you can talk about supporting cast, this and that. I can almost guarantee you the team isn't as bad as when he took over as a rookie. So if you're out there and you playing, then yeah. you you got at the quarterback. You got to be the difference. So right. I guess you know, like we said, the jury's still out. Uh, we have a a uh, I guess two to one overhyped, not hyped. Um, you guys say overhyped, I say not. Um, you say that for you say that for uh, Andrew Luck for Andrew Luck. So, yeah, 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 but yeah. you're more saying jury's out. I'm saying jury's you're out. Saying but jury's I think out. that I think that you know, like I, I don't said, think you would argue with what I'm saying. You're just time, saying it's not yeah, fully. Written. But I would just you know, he hasn't thrown a lot of that. That 18. I mean, I'm sorry that that 14 number that you're talking about as it relates to picks is due to his first season when he threw 18. He right. hasn't thrown over 14 since 2000, and I think. But he he's right there. He's 14, yeah, 13. Yeah, 12, he's doubled it. Yeah, 13, he, but he his last season was 31 and 13. 31 and, 13. and yeah. you'll take that every day of the yeah, week. you'll take that. 64%. Well, 63.5. Yeah, you, you want that right. with the wins. Yes, yeah. Well, and I'm, the health. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? You want it You want it all. You can't. Like, you know, we always say you can't help the club in the tub. So that's part of, that's part of being it. you yeah. got to be on the and field. And that was actually part of Yao Ming's problem. Yeah, 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 he had them bad, mean, he had them big the, feet. The feet. Yeah, them big, them big twenty twos. Yeah, get soaked. Yeah, yeah. he had to know, soak them things in Epsom yeah. salt. <laughs> hey, but quick question though, because because we I'm not even done yet. Early. I'm not even done. Oh, yet. you're not done. Okay, no, okay, got, okay. Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You got a lot um, more. Yeah, go ahead. Run them off. This next one is gonna be a little bit surprising because um, I'm a Steeler fan. Okay, but I gotta call it, Lenny. I gotta call it like I see it. Terry Bradshaw. Is I thought literally about putting him on the most yeah. overhyped player, sure. maybe ever in the history of the league. Him and, and Lynn Swan. Yeah. But what? even in the case of Lynn Swan, you have a video of what he accomplished. You don't see him dropping balls and stuff like that. Yeah, he averaged less than three catches per game. Yeah. But, but the wow. game was played a little different. People then. say that all the yeah. time. But, I'm but, surprised but, but let's you say, said Terry let, Bradshaw. Let's, let's, no, let's Terry Bradshaw's the got some putrid. No. Putrid. Career. Numbers. 51.9% completion. In any era, is bad. It's bad. But here's the thing. Rookie year, 1970, 38% completion percentage, six touchdowns, 24 picks. Rookie year. What? Now, like, there's no – let me say this. Say. And I don't even want to put the race thing on it. 
no black player would even be able to stay in the game Hell long no. enough to put up those numbers. Nah, they might. They 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 might. They'll just come get you yeah. out the game, physically remove yeah. you from your uniform and, and pad, yeah, exactly. and say you yeah. thanks yeah. for they, coming. They're gonna take your helmet yeah, off. They're gonna take your. They're gonna yeah. unstrap yeah. your your chin strap for you. For you, yeah, <laughs> and say thank you. Yeah, and this is not working. And out. all your Yo. stuff will be packed. And there'll be a police car out there to take you wherever you got to go. He never completed 60% uh, of his passes in a season except for one. In that year, it was his last year, 1983, and he played one game. So what's he, all he, oh, he ended on a high note. He ended on a high note. Career-wise, he had five seasons with less than – with five seasons in the 40% completions. Five seasons. Five seasons? Yes. And he has six seasons with 20-plus interceptions. Yo, and he's allowed to be on set week in, week out. Talking about talking quarterback about quarterbacks play. and how, what they need to be doing. Wow. It's ridiculous. Wow. I, guess, I guess in his case, hindsight is literally 2020. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, 70.9 70. quarterback rating. That, that's, do that's you know future. how bad that is, bro? Like, I, like no. I can't even conceptualize. I don't because because what you're talking about is historically bad. Historically, historically bad. We we may not go the whole year and see that bad of quarterback play from the 32 that's gonna come out there in a few months. Right. No, you're not gonna see that. No one will be allowed. Correct. To do that, I wow. actually believe, and I thought about this. I started trying to put this in perspective. So I actually think that Aaron Rodgers, who I actually hate, uh-huh. I think he could get these numbers. Left-handed. <laughs> I think if he said from this point forward, I'm a left-handed quarterback. I think he can get these numbers. I, I really never believe knew he's those that good. His numbers. No, I, no, but real talk. I think I think stat lines I, matter. I think a couple yes. of us can go out there and get that now. Yes, like now. No, it's a it's a dude from my hood named Montico that I think could have done Montico <laughs> that could have done what Bradshaw did in his rookie year. And, six, six and, 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 and to Terry, Bra- Terry Bradshaw's credit. <laughs> He's, you know, uh, the quarterback that was backing him up. Joe Gilliam was actually better than him, yeah. and he should have gotten an opportunity to play uh, more. And it's unfortunate the story, you know, Joe, um, and yeah. what happened after football. Yeah. Um, if for those of you that you don't know, he's had some hard times with drugs, and and um, I don't is he still? Rocking? I don't know. I don't really know the story. Um, we should we should do a segment like that called Dead or Alive, and yeah. just you know, <laughs> is he maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. He's alive. Hey, oh hell no! Is LT still kicking? <laughs> two twelve, two twelve touchdowns, two ten picks for the career. So just like almost one Bro, for one. That's just like you shouldn't wow. ever be able to. He should. He might wow. not should be able to talk about nothing about football. So Nothing. I don't know. I have to be honest. I don't know how he got. But I think. But I think. I think. Didn't he have some good games in the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, he I, won think, I think that's no. Yeah. I'm saying he actually played no, no, no. Well he had some big plays games. in the Super yeah. Bowl, and I and I was actually gonna look up the numbers for the Super Bowl because I don't even think those numbers were spectacular. But he had some big plays, right. and back in those days, you were evaluated By at the quarterback on your yeah. ability to make those big plays because it yeah. wasn't like you were running the ball. But that defense, put yeah, him and the defense I mean, was talking playing about lights defense. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have been considered a game manager and a. A piss I mean, you know, he got. I mean, he got credit for the completion for the uh, the Franco Harris. Sure. Well, here's here's other thing too. Here's the other thing too, just to give it. Uh, it's like some, a forty-something yard completion touchdown that he got on it. That that's in his numbers. It is, that's, yeah, that's one of the things. That was a playoff game, though. Um, one of the things I'll say is that this is the same. This this the evaluation, and I guess a lot of my issues with this hype comes from the player evaluators and the people who report. These are the same people, and obviously we're talking about eight years later, mm-hmm. that told Warren Moon that he didn't have what it took to play in this league. Sure. Not get drafted, not get picked up even as a camp arm or anything. And where he had to go, 
And I don't know if you noticed, Jason, Warren Moon went to Canada, played for six years, won five titles, two MVPs while he was in Canada, threw for 21,000 yards in those six years, then came back to the NFL and threw for 50,000 yards in the NFL. (sighs) So you're talking about 71,000 and change yards that he threw overall because he had to take the first six years to go play up in Canada because they told him he couldn't play. So you can't tell me that it was an even playing field in the evaluation of Nobody Terry Bradshaw. Thought. And if you invert that, Warren Moon would have never had the opportunity to continue to quarterback the Steelers with six touchdowns, 24 interceptions, and a 38 Not at all. percentage. And, he, and, and here's the thing. Bradshaw played in 12 of those games. Like, if you if – you, Deshaun Kaiser had a much better season than that and got traded after one year. Got traded. Yeah, that's – that's the new NFL. And and, wow. and not only did he get traded, but he's like, he's, he may not make the roster. Where's Deshaun now? Oh, no, he's, a, he's making In Green Bay. Yeah. But, but I'm saying oh, it's, right. not a, it's, it's not a It's not a guarantee, but yeah, I, think, a, I think McCarthy likes him. We better hope. But, no, but, but he, he ain't starting, though. No, he's yeah. definitely not starting. No, he's not going to start. Yeah, he's, no, he, the best and, he can, and that's the point, right? The best that Deshaun can hope is that he gets coached up and goes by way of many Green Bay backups, you know, the Hasselbacks and – you know, the Matt Flynn's where you can go get a check from somebody else. Matt Flynn got broke off by Seattle. And, and played like four games. Yeah. Who like who who are they prepping games. to uh, be the next, the next like, quarterback up there at Green Bay? They don't have it. They don't have it yet. You don't, you don't it worry yet. about the next quarterback when you got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. Um, lastly, overhyped. I knew this then. Again, I called it. I want to say, first of all, I'm saying, I'm, I'm identifying the ones that I called too, like, there's some. There's a gazillion of these overhyped. We can go on all day with this. Mm. Um, Reggie Bush. Hell Reggie Bush, yeah. Reggie Bush came out of college. Hell yeah. Supposed to be the next great USC back. Marcus. Like, and the truth of the matter is, because some of this for me is the eye test. Yeah. You know, when I look at Yao Ming, just dipping back for a second with Yao Ming, the eye test on Yao Ming, he never looked like a dominant center to me. In any, there was nothing. He, you never felt like you had the I game agree. plan for him. You never had to do anything special. He didn't pass the eye test. Reggie, on the flip side, passed, passed the, the eye test. test. He, you thought he was going to do everything. This is a guy who his rookie year overall was his best year. He had like five or some five or some uh, five hundred yards rushing, mm-hmm. seven hundred yards passing, caught uh, receiving, caught eighty eight balls. Never. Had one more year where he caught 74, never got near that again. Right. Um, He had two years where he got 1,000 yards later in his career, 1,006 and 1,086. So what you thought you were getting coming out of college was a triple threat, a guy that was a threat in the return game, Mm -hmm. a guy that was a threat out of the backfield Mm -hmm. that could catch the ball and run it. And he ended up really not being able to – do any of those things at a high level. And if we really think about it, and I, I started to go, well, why didn't it happen? Was he got every opportunity to do it. He did. Um, they it gave just him seemed the ball. like he, he never chances. really gelled. But if like, you think about it, let's break this down. And it's like, I'm not really big up on curses, but wasn't he really the first official Kardashian, Kardashian curse? curse? He really yes. was. He, like, he got the yes. Kardashian mojo. Word. And that might be what was reflected in these numbers. I mean, because you know, that I'm shit not, is real. I'm not always as quick to 
we've had this debate before um, about you know him being a bust or not a bust, but overhyped. And I think that well, he, he's that's, a bust that's, and overhyped. I don't think he's a bust. I think you know he averaged over four yards a carry. Uh, he's a bust, um, bro. Caught a bunch of balls. I just I wouldn't necessarily go that far. He didn't catch a bunch of balls. He, and he, he didn't get a bunch of yards. He caught yeah. he caught he caught he caught a lot of passes though. He, he caught, caught eighty eight his rookie None years, of his games were memorable. That, and then he never got more than like forty five or fifty, which is very average. I mean, yeah, but I mean he was a running back though. You know, yeah, but I mean, but back. at that point, you're talking about in terms of his output, you're talking about a third down back. After that, it was like Theo Riddick numbers. I mean, yeah, but but a lot of those times, and Theo Riddick didn't yeah, go. But a lot of those we were expecting a beast coming out of USC. You know, he was splitting the backfield. You know, when of he course. got oppor- opportunity to get, you know, the, that's he, part he, of he being a, number, a bus. He was the number one guy, which was in Miami. He rushed for the thousand yards, a thousand, so, so, just so, a thousand. So I think, yeah, but I think when they dedicated, uh, you know, he he you know, he, he 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 was never, you know. Jamal Charles, which is what he everybody thought he was going to be. Sure. Um, so he didn't live up to that. I just, you know, uh, bus is a little strong. Well, I think the only reason I think the only reason that people may be reluctant to say bust is because normally busts flame out early, early. Right. They get out of there like yeah. they're three years and gone. He hung right. around eleven seasons. Yeah. Um, because I think there, people are always enamored. With his athleticism, yeah, you know he could do things, and on people the field. want to see him win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 I think and, and I think that's the other thing you can't underestimate because we saw it on the sort of conversely with guys like Chad Johnson and To, where you didn't want these guys on your team because they were kind of like bad locker room guys, bad teammates, mm-hmm. or at least that's what their reputation was. Right. Disruption, you know, disruptors in the locker room. I think Reggie, on the other hand, was considered a good teammate. Yeah, he was considered a good guy, considered a good organizational guy and I think that's what helped hey, that'll get you a couple more career. checks. Oh, that you know, got him about yeah. five more checks. Yeah, that'll get you a couple Absolutely. more checks. Yeah, and that's a lot going into the pension and all time. That. Yeah. You ain't late. You ain't yeah. you're not a distraction dirty. So from that standpoint, bullshit, I tip my know. cap for for to your point and I'll give you this. I can see this. For what he was doing a lot of players with his expectations would have had something internal going on that would have forced them to, to be so a to more just disruptive, down and right, just be like, right, I can't right. handle. Particularly with the success that he, he had coming he out of He adjusted. He yeah. adjusted, and he was able to be a contributor to football teams moving forward. And like you said, get more checks, but not for the money. But I think he did it because I think he just had athletic pride. Yeah, and he enjoyed. I think he enjoyed, enjoyed the play, game. No, the he game. enjoyed the game. Yeah. But it's it's unfortunate how his legacy is kind of like unfolded because wasn't he stripped of his Heisman? Yes. Uh, that that crap don't mean nothing. Well, to me, but 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 that, is true, that was like the first, like kind of like the Kardashian curse, if you will. Yeah, you know, rearing its ugly head. Yeah, and I I think that him and um Floyd Mayweather had some beef in the club. <laughs> um, yeah, they. I Didn't guess I he got that? mad. He got mad because uh, Kardashian, you know, Kim was over there kicking it with him, and uh, there was some little nonsense about that. But you would think, you would think wow. that. Oh, now I want to say you would think, but. You know, she she's definitely had, I would say, an adverse effect on. <laughs> no, that Kardashian situation is real, bro. Um, it's so real. And you would think that you know brothers would have learned by now, but uh, I mean, hey, that 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 pine sap must be real. Man, that Cuda cat must be. Hey, you stupid. That Cuda. Hey, hey, listen. Like, I don't even know if you guys saw it. Um, Ben Simmons shook off that little Tanache situation, and now he's with Kendall Jenner, the model. You think that, as a you know, as it relates to Ben Simmons, that you know these guys are seeking these girls out, or do you think you know it's a little bit? Because if it feels it feels like to me that 
you know, Ben Simmons or what, what's the young lady's name? Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Jenner yeah. It, I, I don't necessarily know if these guys are seeking these women out per se. Um, do you think that that's the case? I mean, because because it doesn't seem like it seems like they want to get with the hot ball player, even still, as opposed to. You know, them. I I because I, I don't even know who that is. I one hundred percent disagree. You think you so you think I, that I Ben think Simmons is seeking out? I one hundred percent. That don't, makes sense. Listen, I'm out. I'm out of the demo for creeping up into people's DMs or whatever the kids call it. But I'll say this: that's how these dudes. These dudes are taking a shot, and I love the fact. I, I know that MB some, was taking this shot you know, at Rihanna with Rihanna, and I love the fact that some of these dudes, some of these chicks, be taking the, and putting. The guys come up and they DM on blast. Like my man Contreras from the white from the Cubs, like was trying to get at some. I think she was a porn star. Like Contreras was trying to get, trying to get in the cheeks. And she was like, "Somebody come get y'all man." Like she was like, "One of the Cubs come get y'all man," because he kept coming. Like these dudes are (laughs) thirsty, man. Mira, mira, mira. Hey, that's really funny. Hey, Terry, you come. Hey, look, come. Come to Venezuela. I take. I look. You know, I got. I got money. I got money. I have. I have a Yo, mucho. That's pretty awesome. Mucho money. <laughs> mucho cocaína. I play. Play the baseball. I, I play, play the, the baseball. baseball. No. No police bother us. We snort all night. First of all, I'm not gonna let you speak ill will against my team. We don't do drugs. That's your boys. Yeah, down we here clean. In we clean over there. Nah, man. Well, listen. Great podcast today. I want to thank, <laughs> before we get out of here, I want to thank uh, our engineer, Preston Reed. He's always holding us down. Absolutely. Preston. Want to want to thank Jackson and Joshua for the for the video and for the for the visuals. That's right. That's um, right. I want to thank my co-host, Robert Hunter, co-host Jason Weaver. Um, definitely hit us up. Hit up Stat Lines Matter on all of our social media. I'm reachable at... MES Red Zone, that's on IG. I'm reachable at. Why, why I repeat your reachable? <laughs> why, why He's I also, I am also <laughs> reachable. I'm at, I'm at Rob Hunter SLM. You follow me, I'll follow you back. You can get at a real nigga at It's Jason Weaver. He's just going to keep, he just, gonna keep using the N word. I'm saying. sorry. Isn't it funny how we'll say anything on this, but we be like, don't, don't say the N word. Bleep that I'm, shit. I want the bag. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, listen, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for engaging with us. Again, this is not just our podcast. This is your podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you want to talk about. Give us feedback. Just chime in. We're doing this together, man. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.